Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, what a difference a day makes. <laughs> Yesterday at this time, we put on a weird, uh, tension-filled opening half hour of this show. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we, oof, then we had some news, and then we were able to finish the show Happy. feeling a little bit better. On a high life. note. Yes. yes. Oh, that my. was stressful, because we had found out at the beginning of our show the announcement was coming down on the verdict. Yeah. Between 3.30 and 4, and we're like, well, what are we talking about till then? Well, How do we uh, pretend we're normal? <laughs> right. And just, uh, I thought, I thought you know, Gail King kind of... Um, uh, summed it up pretty well and and you and i were getting some messages from friends of ours that we know from the screen actor guild awards Mm -hmm. and other people that we know from the red carpet and people were like this you you're on the air for an historic moment Mm -hmm. just you know and of course you can you're glad about it after you know that it came back guilty 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 um but we won't ever forget that. No. Where we were and that we were right. live on the air and our friend mm-hmm. Tanya Hart was just like, you know, that's, that's, I'm glad I immediately thought of my Minnesota ladies. Yeah. And uh, so here's uh, Gail King. Um, she was in town she yesterday in town and she did and, a special last night yeah. and Jamie Yukat. Yucatan, I think, is it Yucas? Yucas, Yucas was with her this morning. You like to call her Yucatan is I in do. the Mexican Peninsula. And a, and a GMC car. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, here's Gail King. Good morning to you guys. It's so good to see you. You know, one of the things I always say about the job that we get to do is that we have a front row yeah. seat to history. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we are in, I'm so glad, really, I can't even tell you how happy I am to be here in Minneapolis where we could see with our own eyes how people reacted to this verdict yesterday. Even people who thought, who were very optimistic, did not think it would go three for three, guys. Well, Gail, I do think this is a moment of history where we've seen a protest movement create a climate of accountability that leads to this moment, which is really a wow moment for a lot of people. I was really struck by the remarks of of the Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison afterwards when he he alluded to what you said, Gail, which is there's a lot more work to be done here. And he said this was not justice, this was accountability. I I, I lived through Los Angeles and the verdict of the L.A. four there. I lived in the neighborhood that went up in flames and so often have seen this over and over again. Waiting to exhale is what a lot of people are feeling right now. And Derek Chauvin is waking up in a maximum security correctional facility in Stillwater, Minnesota. That is a big and concrete change this morning for him as we reflect on the other changes in this country, Gail. And and also, you know, Philanese uh, Floyd, who's George Floyd's younger brother, he's been very, you know, the face of the family, right? and he was on all the morning shows, and he told CBS this morning, he said, the moment I heard guilty, 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 I was excited, I was happy, because African American people, we feel that we never get justice, we feel like it's just us all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you, and know, you watched, if you saw it, they were all together in a room, and how yeah. joyful they were, and... Talk and to- joyful over, you know, like they still lost somebody, but joy in the fact that, yes, the They've movement been heard. and heard and yes. that 
people couldn't deny what was seen with their own eyes, mm-hmm. that it was swift. It, the verdict came back quickly. Our governor had a lovely message yesterday talking about... Did you about, race home? So, or did you I, listen to it on the news? I did. Yeah. I did. And then I heard the president speak. Yeah. And th- it was just... It was a really hopeful day. And, and some people went down to George Floyd Square last yes. night that we know and said... There was prayer, you know, service going on, mm-hmm. a lot of joyfulness and some healing happening. Yeah. So just really, I think there's just a great I, sense of relief. And I didn't know. I don't think we realize like even how like the whole world upsetting and tense that we all were about this. I mean, do you feel like Rocco, like a, a lighterness today that we don't yeah. have this trial? I think so. And you know, last night my uh, my wife kind of worked late, and finally she got done, and she's like, you know, can we just take a family walk or something? And I was like, why don't we go down to Thirty Eighth in Chicago? Oh, did you? Well, here's what happened: we okay. started to drive down Lake Street, uh-huh. and as we're driving, we just my my son saw a bunch of National Guardsmen out with their mm. big guns, and okay. it just made him feel scared, kind of uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. And to the point where he no longer wanted to go, just because mm-hmm. it. That yeah. whole National Guard being in town felt well, weird. You had to be prepared. I mean, yep. I, I get that mm-hmm. we had to be prepared, but it did sort of feel like, wow, mm-hmm. I mean, they're loading up like it's a war. Well, because right. that's how, I mean, if if the gaslighting had continued and people, if you couldn't get a conviction on something that we saw with their own eyes right. for nine minutes and 29 seconds, we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we we have to believe our eyes, we have to believe our ears, mm-hmm. and facts are facts, and all mm-hmm. of that. But and it was amazing, yeah, to wake up that there was there was no anything. You yeah. know, people were just having a nice kind of like you said. I think my wife read later that they, it felt like a block party down at Thirty Eighth. Right? Chicago. Yes, and, it was just joy that 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 happened. And then Julie and I also felt light this morning we because did. we drove off to our vaccination <laughs> spot and we both got our second dose of the Moderna aka the Dolly vaccine. Uh-huh. And we're And Lori just, has on her cold shoulder. She wore I got my Dolly. I wore the same shirt when I got my yeah, first vaccine. And and we met Rachel. Shout out to Rachel who we met there sitting down waiting our 15 minutes for the vaccinations to take, you know. Yes, we sure. quizzed her about uh, being a mom in the time of COVID and I had her help plan our show yeah it was it was really kind of funny Rocco because we're sitting there meeting these people in line and they did say you meet some people you know in the vaccine line but it's it's a very it's relief it's a great feeling to know that I mean so we've had like 24 hours of joy until we Lori Lori and I everyone says you get you know you don't feel red hot the second day Lori's been lifting Mm -hmm. um I I have a bird arm Julie I don't have a strong what she's basically saying is I've got the Italian peasant arm but now they're called strong, sturdy arms. It depends on what we're talking about. My arm shape takes different forms. So today it's a strong, sturdy strong, arm. Sturdy arm. Um, yeah, I wish you guys good luck. I've, I've, my wife had a pretty bad second day. Yeah. It's weird. I had the Johnson & Johnson, and I woke up the next day, and I didn't even have a Band-Aid for some reason. And I didn't have a sore arm. I didn't have any side effects. And I started to wonder if maybe it was all a dream. If you even... was. Was I'm that? like, did this happen? Right. And I, I saw the card on my fridge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it happened. I, I took a picture. Okay. Right. Just a reminder to people, because that is a good reminder, is that, you know, when you have your vaccination card and it's complete, whether it's one dose or the two dose, depending on what you do, and I think Johnson Johnson is going to come back out again soon, is that um, make a copy of it and put the original somewhere where you keep, like, your Social Security card or your paper, passport, passport or something, mm-hmm. and then laminate your the copy. copy. 
Um, you know, you can do that at like a, um, I don't know what Kinkos is called these days or Staples or Mm -hmm. something like that. Or your office. Office You know, people are going to work too. So anyway. I would make two copies of that thing because it'll be difficult to replace that. Yeah. And we, so we both made like three copies and then we laminated it today. So I just feel, it it feels really good. I mean, yeah. It feels really good. We don't have to worry about getting sick. Uh -uh. We don't have to worry about getting someone else sick mm-hmm. and possibly making them die. We don't have to worry about spreading it. I mean, we have two weeks who are vaccinated. Right. I just can't, I can't even, what a, what a mental relief yeah. having this second vaccine right. is. And in right. two weeks, Julia, it's, you know, get out of the way, people. Get <laughs> go out Vegas. of the way. We are going to Vegas. We, going month. To Vegas. we did like book two. it. We booked it when we fought, got our shot the very first time and we're like, we're going. Yeah. I mean, we're not going like two weeks after. But no, we're going to May. After. We're yeah. going like three weeks after. We are after going three weeks after. Vaccinated. So excited. Okay, listen, when we get back, uh, it's our story we can't get enough of. And basically, uh, we got just uh, for you know a hot second, got upset with the mayor of Twitter, Chrissy Teigen, because her attention-scratching button is to quit Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I guess when you're the mayor of Twitter, you can, you can come and go. And mm-hmm. she uh, was on from the Maldives. With Andy Cohen last night. Watch what happens live. Oh, lovely. Back in love with her. It was spectacular. So we'll be right back with that. Story. Thanks, Hi, Rocco. everyone. Okay, so this is kind of inadvertently a booba palooza segment. So <laughs> let me set the boob stage. First, check out our chest. <laughs> yeah, I really should have a bra on with my dolly top today. Instead, I have some kind of a waist trimming body skimmer thing Smash, i'm not boob a Kim- smashing top yeah on. so i've just got nice flat uh tater pancakes. tots today tater tots, tater tots. <laughs> tater tater pancakes. Tots. and this is only because you know we film now and we have youtube segments as if anyone's ever haven't seen them yeah. yet you can catch this later on youtube and i've got on the old-fashioned frosted pink lipstick from 1970 that makes your teeth look yellow so oh, beautiful I we're all set smart. lori's got a flat chest uh-huh. and i've got yellow teeth okay and rocco what do you got what do you got for us? I brush my teeth today. I don't have any <laughs> lipstick on, and I have some moobs. <laughs> so we're a pair, or three some. Yeah. The three of us are working good together. And I had the strangest. So I didn't watch Watch What Happens Live till this morning. I never watched Andy's show until the next day. Yeah. And he had Chrissy Teigen calling in from the Maldives. Where are those again? They're off the Greek islands? No, they're off of the coast of Africa. Africa. I'm not sure. Okay. They're in the, it's the Indian Ocean, I okay. believe. And what a lovely spot. It just sounds good. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. This has been one of my... That's uh, where Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes went on their honeymoon, didn't they? Yes, it's 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 a very fabulous place, but a very far way to go. Yeah, so, near Sri Lanka, yes. south oh, Sri- of India. Oh, lovely. Okay, even the, further yeah, away. Arabian Sea, perhaps. Oh, oh yeah, Arabi- so even further away. Yeah, not anywhere near I was. I thought it was in the Caribbean, so I, 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 oh. I've never been there. <laughs> it's far, we haven't. It's far away. And, and it just sounds exotic, exotic and fancy. So I didn't even know that she was there, but last night I had wild dreams, I think, you know... Um, just everything that was going on, but I had a very vivid dream where I was filling in for Andy Cohen. This is very, this okay, is, this in is the dreaming clubhouse. up. Yeah, I'm Lord, dreaming up. Lord I'm having a glow up. up. <laughs> and I, I'm, I don't know why Andy asked me to in, interview, take over the Melissa McCarthy interview. And Melissa McCarthy was in a pink um, jumpsuit. It's such a vivid memory. It was like a Halston crisscross, one of those all in one, very sure. kind of 70s. Yeah. 
and her hair was sort of pinned up and it was almost like she, I was interviewing in character and she <laughs> is quite voluptuous in her she was talking very adamantly, and we were just getting along like the best friends that we are. But it was a Zoom, so it was amazing sure. that that was in the dream. Okay. That we weren't so in. So you the, were current. I was current. I wasn't uh, like. It was a COVID dream. It was a COVID dream. <laughs> and all of a sudden, her her breast popped out of her. Pink shirt, Halston uh, jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. And she had a rosy pink nipple for a second. <laughs> I thought it was rouged. Rocky! 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 I mean, how did she come up with this stuff? No, I mean, it was so vivid. And all I did was, uh, I'll demonstrate for the thing. And all I did was, I just kind of went like this and smiled at her and went like that. And then she just smiled back and then she just tucked it right back in. And then we just started laughing and laughing <laughs> that we had a boob zoom. Like I told her without telling her. <laughs> a boob zoom pantomime moment. Yes, but and my I, moment. And I, I feel like even... I probably did the wrong side, like I'm sure. doing right now on the yep. YouTube. But she was able to pick up on it, and she just slid it back over. You wonder though, Lori, how many of people have been having meetings with their offices or something, and you're talking to someone, they have something right there during their tooth, and you're kind of like, "Well, you got a tooth but, check, but it's on the other side, right? You <laughs> yeah. know." But how do you? you, how do you do I it? bet that's been going on. But I love how vivid because she told me this story at the vaccine place this morning. She goes, and she had just a lovely rosy blush nipple. It was beautiful, Julia. It was just beautiful, and I'm like. You're sick. Okay, but I mean, all these things that are happening today that are breast related are amazing. So then um, okay. it was like we're quarter, going on the breast chain. Yeah, it was quarter to seven and and I the morning shows were on. I thought, oh, I'll see who was on with Andy and who's on. But Chrissy Chris Teigen from the Maldives. From the Maldives. We circle back around. And she's sitting in a robe and I th- and her knee is up and I can see part of the... Just the, this gentle swoop of that champagne breast of hers. And I think, is she naked? You know, did she and John just finish and there's candles all around? She's I mean, like, does she, is she and selling she little, robes? I don't know. Because it was, a, it was a lavender, beautiful satin robe. Beautiful. And then she had two little, like little girl, those clipperettes. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go to bed and she's like, I'm in the Maldives and it, it's nighttime and the kids are in bed and John is in bed. But she just looked, she was Glowing. Well, she's beautiful first. Glowing. Of all. And but I really thought she was naked. I thought, oh my God, my dream is coming true. It's Chrissy Teigen's dress. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's the bust boob that's going to come out and wink at Andy and he's just going to say, Chrissy, your boob's out. Your boob's out. But it does no, nothing for me. She kind of moved her knee, you know... 
In the right way, Lori. Oh God, I'm holding up a little. There, thing. that's good. That's, that's good. Right. That's not bad. We're, she's so cute. She's so cute. But so we are forgiving her because she quits Twitter, goes back on Twitter, quits Twitter, goes back on Twitter. Whatever. She's it's who just, she is. She's. I like her so much. She's so, so likable. She is good friends with. Kim Kardashian, and so someone, I think this is an audience question about Kim and Kanye. Okay. Brianna has a question for Chrissy. So we've got a multi-part question here. First is, what is the status of John's relationship with Kanye right now? And have they been in touch since the news of the divorce with Kim broke? And how is Kim doing? I will say I have definitely but I have definitely been in touch with Kim more than John has been in touch with Kanye. Um I if anyone knows Kanye, it's that he is he goes off the grid. It's hard to ever contact Kanye. Um but uh uh Kim is doing okay. I know Kim gave her all for everything and um it's honestly a shame that it didn't work out because I saw them being I saw them being a forever relationship. I really did, but um, I know I know she tried her best. Well, so, there you go. That's good inside scoop. Well, yeah, it's not really inside scoop. I like the scoop that Chris Multiple Sources Jenner gives us yeah. that every billionaire in the world is trying to slide right. into Kim's DMs. We, and to that end, she posted a photo I, today. Okay, but I want Rocco's reaction to this outfit. Now, Rocco, yeah. hold this it is, up close. This is Kim. And this is a skin bearing. It seems to have a clasp around the belly button. And Kim just captioned it. It's not for you to understand. Okay, what what does that mean, Please Rocco? keep holding that up. Okay, Rocco, uh, well, what does that it's mean? It's not for you to understand. I mean, it looks like Princess Leia in <laughs> Return of the Jedi, kind of. It it's, does. Yeah. It's but g- it's more, what do you call that, macrame or It's, it's like knit. Macrame like, with a good underwire. No kidding, but look at, how does that even stay on? Well, if you hold pan it up, she's standing on her tiptoes, because that's one way of balancing it to keep it on. Notice she's up on her tiptoes. Go over the other way, Julia. See, this is not so easy, is it? It's not. There, oh, there you go. So she's on her tiptoes. It has one clasp around the middle. Of course, her her behind her, uh, you could a party of six could eat on the back of that. <laughs> and and then that's an underwire thing. Yeah. So it's she, like clamshells. Yeah, kind of. So it's not for you to understand. So like whether whether or not this is all in this is all like just such a good you PR know what the, game. Oh my god! No, but it's not for you to understand because I a can never wear this out in public. B can never sit down in it. C can only wear it once. Julia, that is meant to be ripped off. That is planting the seed of look how much fun would that be to unhook that one thing. Yeah, Rocco? it really yeah, would. and, and then, she can't brrr. put any skims underneath it because that's it's, uh, right. So this is me. Yeah. Like, she looks like she doesn't have a lot of makeup. That is kind of a, that is Kim Kardashian, you know. Kind of inviting fantasy, people in. Fantasy. To, come on over and look under my crocheted skirt. Right. It's, I'm, I'm wildly impressed with the game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. Uh, getting back to watch what happens live. Uh, Chrissy Teigen, a couple other things she talked about with Andy. Uh, he asked her about Meghan Markle, and she said, yes, she's as kind and as nice. Yes. And she said, I can't believe the BS stories that have come up about them. Right, and right. she also talked about, she was asked about the Khloe Kardashian photo kerfuffle about... 
that an unfiltered real life photo of Chloe got out there, courtesy of Grandma MJ. Yeah, and she she didn't really come out strong to defend it. She says, "Well, I get you know," but basically, she's like had the attitude like we kind of have. I mean, you're human. People, right. that, you can't take a good picture every time unless it is photoshopped, airbrushed. Posed, you know what I mean? Real life isn't always glamorous looking at all, you know, at and all. you just got to be accepting. But apparently, Chloe can't handle seeing herself with the, with her own eyes without the filters. It's <laughs> painful for me, too. I understand. <laughs> Chloe. I feel you. I hear you. And then um, also she just talked about uh, partnering with um, fertility out loud to dispel any stigma around fertility and empower people who have financial challenges and how to seek out resources because her last pregnancy ended in a late, you know, miscarriage. She was, you know, at least five months along or something like that. 20-something weeks. Yeah, Yeah. and her named him and everything, and Mm -hmm. she won't be able to carry another baby. And she's like, basically, she and John can afford, obviously, in the Maldives. They can afford, but what do people do? So here's just a little bit about that. By the way, I know you're working with Fertility Out Loud, uh, which is really important to you. I think I have a hunch why, but tell me. Um, it's just honestly, I, I feel like before I started talking about our fertility journey slash infertility journey, uh, I feel like it wasn't very talked about within my circle of friends. But the more I talked about it, the more it spiraled and the more it snowballed and and people started talking about it. And I think for me, it's just been really important because people have seen the high highs of our journey and the lowest of lows with yeah. our journey. And um, it's important for people to see all aspects of it. And so I'm happy to be a part of it. I encourage people to go to fertilityoutloud.com to be able to read an open letter from me and to get all the resources they need on their fertility journeys. That's awesome. I'm glad you're doing that. And I'm yes, glad you're doing yeah. that, too. So anyway, it was just like, I was like, okay, Chrissy, she's just so darling. I was just, it was like, ah, Yeah, You know what? She's darling. And we've got someone else. We have a big, sad death, kind of, of a woman that we interviewed live in Las Vegas Julia, about 10 years ago. I have been just, uh, un- I can't even believe this, uh, about this afternoon. But she actually passed away yesterday. And now I'm going to hold up a picture. I didn't have Amy print this for people in black and uh, in color because I thought people's eyes can only take so much breast beauty <laughs> the breast, on our YouTube program. The breast program. thing on our YouTube program. Rocco, okay, really? this, now we have a YouTube program. Yeah. It's not a radio program, a podcast. We're, we have, okay, so there. Temp, we are, we are, now let me try and get this right. Now Tempest Storm. Now you, there you go. Tempest Storm. Was Rocco. a bur, burlesque dancer. I mean, she's right up there with Gypsy Rose Lee, Betty Page. Oh, thank you, Rocco. Yes. Da-da-da. And Donnie. Okay, Don- wow. Can we show that picture? Oh, well, wow. we don't no, know. We do, they don't have to can use do this. anything on YouTube. They don't know. Right? We can write. Yeah, and she's wow. got beautiful tassels. So those are <laughs> yes, 40, 44 Ds, and they were insured for a million dollars. And Donnie Love, I don't know how he knew that Tempest Storm was still performing. And living in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, because she performed as recently as 2014. And we met her, I think it was, I want to say it was 2010. Yes. 
And um, when we broadcast from the he, e he got it. he found her. He found her agent. I think he contacted the guy from the. I'd have to ask him. The but Las Vegas Journal Review yeah. Journal, and mm-hmm. she came to the Planet Hollywood to the Extra Lounge. She had this rhinestone. Had on. on. This is more what she looked like when we met her. And Donnie was there. He did this. Oh yeah, Donnie was there. And she came. Because Donnie was a boob guy. Yes, he definitely. <laughs> he was. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and but he got her because she had come out. There had been an interview with her, and she had a legendary, legendary career. I mean, burlesque and people in the dance community—they're devastated. And Las Vegas is devastated. She was ninety-three years old. She was just something else. I mean, she lived a good long life. Well, yeah, yeah, she really did. But she I mean, was really a delightful interview. Yes, yeah, she was so classy and pretty. And she was like 81 and her hair was red. Her breasts were like she had this great tight outfit on. She had a figure do- uh, that made Julie and I just kind of go, oh, boy, we got to do something. Life goals. <laughs> and, and and she was born Anne Blanche, Blanche Banks in Georgia, and she was the daughter of sharecroppers. Yes. Um, and she set out for Hollywood at the age of 16. She was so beautiful and natural, 44 let me hold that picture the, up again. Oh, gosh, Laurie wants everyone oh, to know I this. I do want everyone to. It's really to... good to know when you're driving and putting in your blinker that there's a picture of a woman n- naked with no, tassels she's, on. She's got a nice panty or, like, G-string Yeah, on. she does. She kind of looks like, um, uh, uh, what's her name, Rita Hayworth. Yeah. She does, kind of. But by her early 20s. So she tried to be an actor, and mm-hmm. she, she said she just didn't have any luck. This is... Uh, uh, she, she had no luck. Uh, mm-hmm. She just uh, she was working as a cocktail waitress when at her a, vo- at a, wait. What's that song? <laughs> I was working work as a, a cocktail at waitress at a cocktail bar with Michigan's true tempest storm. Yeah, I don't know. Came <laughs> up to me. <laughs> this, don't don't you want me, baby? So this, I know the, I want you. The baby. stage manager noticed her voluptuous frame, which is a great way, another way of seeing killer figure. And said, you really should dance. And by the time she was 28, she was making $100,000 a year. She was the highest paid exotic dancer. What year is this then? In the 50s? 1956. Okay, 56. And she Tempest performed, Storm. Tempest, she performed at New York City's Carnegie Hall. Wow. Her breasts were insured by Lloyd's of London for $1 million. She frequently put on shows in Las Vegas, but she was the highest paid dancer in the land. And when she started performing in Vegas, mm-hmm. she liked it there. She wanted to be able to live there. And she had a fling with Elvis Presley. She told us about what a good kisser yes, he was, did. but they didn't do it. No. And she met him. She was performing at the Dunes, which is now the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. And Elvis came backstage to have photos taken with me, but I was in a hurry because I had. And she told us this, you know, she had people coming from Texas and she just stood there with Elvis. And I said, will this take long? And here I am complaining about being in a hurry. And we were just spellbound about her story because we're like, we couldn't believe this beautiful 81 year old woman, you know. Right. Is like, And then we had realized how famous she was. Big time. You know, big, big time. Big it was time. really fun talking to her. And um Anyway, she and he was a southern gentleman and he just like he kissed her. He was very shy because she was like 
maybe 20 years older. Not, no, not 20, not 20. Mm-hmm. He was like 20 and she might have been like 20. I like Nine my, or thirty. I like my number. Yeah, I All know right, you so like 10. your story, but he, whatever. If you look to see how old Elvis was, I think she might have been seven or eight years older. All right, and she didn't, you know. And she also said um, that you know uh, she knew, like she palled around with Frank Sinatra and the whole Rat Pack. They loved her. They thought she was just a blast, and she always attributed her key to burlesque is that she kept everything classy. She was never vulgar. And she said, um, you have to be sexy, but classy. I've done everything classy. There's never anything vulgar. And I, young dancers have like looked up to her. If you Google Temple Storm today. Tempest. Tempest, excuse me, not Temple. Mm-hmm. You'll you would get a lot. Of, get a lot. But a that, lot of great yeah, stories. Yeah, that was a fun, fun, fun. Here's, here's a dancer, interview. Melody Sweet. Yes. Who's, who's a dancer in Deep. Vegas, Melody okay. Sweets. That's she a great, said this. That's a good dancer name. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Think about your dancer name, Julia. <laughs> Rock, what do you think oh, of yours? I know. Mm-hmm. Um, she Cleo said, Fish, Fluffy Fisher. <laughs> um, she said, heartbroken to hear of the passing of Tempest Storm. One of my favorite temperate Tempest stories pre-pandemic. Because she lived in Vegas. Yeah. And I think a lot of young dancers would come over and hang out with her. She had one daughter she was estranged from. Mm-hmm. So they were like her daughters. But she was... Think about how inspirational that oh would be. Oh my gosh, to be a, that would be so fun. She said, we were talking about my little dog, Pearl, and she looked at me and she says, the only animals I like to have around me are men. <laughs> and those were the Sounds last... Sounds like something you would say. I know. <laughs> gosh, I mean, Lori, you're a Tempest in training. Yeah, anyway, and um, she really brought the art of striptease and burlesque to the masses. Yeah. And I believe Tempest Storm is on the wall at one of the best burlesque place in Minnesota, the Club Saratoga up in Duluth, which is a... Is that really burlesque, would you call that? Oh yeah! Yes, oh, you yeah. always had That's you always yeah. had tassels they on did. over your areola, yeah, yeah. and you would never show your snatch. You wouldn't. Okay, but okay. they do no. now, don't they? Or no. no. Well, at well, the Club Saratoga, they are totally nude. They, they will are. get down to that. Well, so then but you're telling burlesque, us a lie. <laughs> no, but a burlesque <laughs> dancer when this Club Saratoga started back in the day, they had burlesque. Dancers come through. This was a big thing. Then they quickly realized that. Then the 70s happened. Then the 70s (laughs) happened. But she did private shows as late as 2014. She's had the the longest-lived burlesque exotic dancer career in the world. Did she just die of natural causes? Yes. I want to show the picture of her and the young Elvis Presley. Go the other direction. There you go. go. They took it from looking up at her. Wow, they look beautiful. You see, she's like 10 years older. Mm-hmm. They look, look beautiful. Look at how happy he is. Oh, yeah, big her, time. Her breasts are kind of the, the bra. In his face. Yeah. It, well, they're chest. pointed. He can feel how big the bra is, and he wishes probably. Tori <laughs> <if laughs> is holding up a picture of Elvis Presley with Tempest Storm. Pointy breasts, but Elvis, the look on his face, he's, he's he couldn't so have been happier. He looks like he's delirious. And this is the only He's photo living the biggest dream ever. ever. He's got a 44G, you know, poking at him. Poking at him. Yeah, he's been great. I think he, we got to do the math. I think he might be 21, 22. 
She was older, Laura. Yes, she was. I think 10 years older. But anyway, she's... uh, We've gone from 7 to 10. I know. You keep track. I I keep track. I don't. I can't keep... She also even claimed to have had an affair with John F. Kennedy. Uh And she maintained that that always happened, but she didn't want to kiss and tell too much. I'm not going to tell too much, but there is him. There is John Glenn. She was also next to her neighbors to Marilyn Monroe. Uh Uh-huh. And... Who um, was born the same year as Hugh Hefner. Yeah. I don't think they're too far apart in age. Who? I think uh, Elvis and Tempest. They're only uh, maybe eight years. Eight okay. years. Eight okay. years. Right. Yeah. So Probably I was right about that. Okay, good. I'm glad right. to see that my memory. And she never smoked, drank, or ta- took any drugs. So that's why she had the beautiful skin, Lori. Oh. Look at Lori. All right, that's that's enough. a good one. You might, can you save me that picture? Yeah, I just love the story of Donnie working around the clock to oh, book this person. Oh, you have no He's idea. Never you so were, hard and, and he, he you said and to us, he surprised us with he us did. Okay, because cool. of the Elvis connection, and we were. It was a real, real thrill. It was a real. That was a real. Anyway, thrill. too bad you, you can't get your current uh, Julia to get you surprises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. My Talk Loves Local. We'll be right back with uh, Anthony Basca from Envision. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted. We have been doing a series of My Talk Loves Local where we feature local businesses. because we, we want, love. We love and we want everyone to shop local, stay local. And we have one of our favorites with us, Anthony Basca from Envision Optical, who we've worked with for yes. years hey. here. Hey, Hello. Anthony. Hey, how's it going? Great. Local, absolutely, I love it. Get spend- I do it. I do it every penny I can. Oh, thank you. I know. All right. right. I know. And we do. A girlfriend of mine just got a pair of glasses. Uh, no, but she did from Envision. She's just like, she said, I love that place. I always can get yeah. someone to steer me in a direction so I don't buy the same thing over and over. And she got like an oversized, cool black frames. Um, I can't. I phosphorus. Oversized is super in. Yeah, super in. All yeah. right. So yeah. how 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 has the pandemic been for Envision? Uh, I mean, you know, we've been safe. We've been safe. When we were closed for like three months during quarantine, and during that time, like the opticians were amazing. We really worked to figure out um, changing traffic flow, and we upgraded the HVA system, and um, you know, we, we created a pretty safe system, and, and no one's gotten sick. So, you know, that's the the, the Envision success story of of 2020. Yeah, um, the being the closed. Thing, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing was we had to limit the number of people in the stores, so we just went to all appointments, and it's been amazing. Like, I mean, I'm I wouldn't I'm dying for people to be able to just pop in and right. browse or pop in and get an adjustment, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to completely do away with the appointment option because it's it's such a nice way to shop. Well, I think so, too. It's really relaxed. Right. I went I went by there today to get I get my the contacts, you know, my contacts. And and I didn't have an appointment, but I knocked on the door. Of course, people come and say, what can I do for you? You know, and I waited outside and they took care of me. But it's 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 not that you would be ignored if you showed up without an appointment either. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, totally. I guess I kind of like the idea of an appointment because if you are really intent on getting a new pair of glasses and maybe you don't pay attention to when busy times are or whatever, right. and if there's a lot of people browsing, you don't know who's really wanting to shop the or not. The so, makes it so personal yes. and so relaxed. Yes. And, you know, it's 
we got plenty of time. And it's no pressure. You know, yeah, you can right. have as many appointments as you want. Right. I love that. All right. Mm-hmm. So, t- you know, one of the things that we've always talked about, and because I've for years would go in and pick out a pair of glasses. They're like, nope, nope, yeah. nope. Too big for your face. <laughs> Wrong size. Nope. Too big. And I'd always want what Lori got. Yeah, and Lori's, the one I always Lori's got. face was bigger. Your but they never pres- fit. Yeah, yeah but your fit. prescription is too heavy for that glass sometimes or whatever. It's not going to work. Yeah. The nose thing is not going to work on you. They know for me, I have problems with fit. So talk to yeah. us about fit because it's so important. Well, I mean... Basically, I would do sort of a three-step process. And I mean, the first one is look and see. Look at, I would, you know, you know, look at your face and specifically look at eye shape and your overall coloring and your hair color and your brow line and the bridge of your nose. And if you're wearing glasses, I'm going to look at how, you know, how is that working out? And I might ask you about it, mm-hmm. which is kind of the second step, which is, and, you know, ask and listen. People use their glasses all different kinds of ways. Some people wear their glasses every minute they're awake, and some people only use them at night or as a break from contacts. Mm-hmm. People go skiing and fishing and sitting in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all that stuff kind of feeds into it. And then we try stuff on. And um, I think, the, like, the first thing that I look at is contrast, which in, includes everything that makes the frame stand out. It's the, the color and um, if there's transparency in the color and the weight of the material, how much material there is in the frame. And then I will usually look away and focus my eyes on something else for a few seconds. And then I look back and what I want is to just the first thing I do is look straight in your eyes. You know, if there's something that's pulling my eye somewhere else, to me, that's kind of a little sign that there's something going on. Uh, that, cause we, it's all about your eyes. You know, mm-hmm. we want, we want to see your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look around the edge of the frame a little bit to see if there's any kind of conflict. Um, but you know, you try things on and compare. And usually, um, we get to a point where there's two or three that are all really good. And at that point, it's, you know, it's kind of up to the patient. Um, but I'll try to kind of put into words what I think differentiates each frame. Right. You know, this one is, has got a little more contrast. This is a little stronger. This one's a little more formal looking. This is more, a little more sporty. And that kind of, you know, steers, steers them to, their own choice. Yeah. I always and, ask, and that's it. I always ask the question is, is this a facelift frame for, for, for my face? <laughs> no, really. Is this a detracting from my neck? No, but I mean, <laughs> is this lifting up my eyes? I mean, for me, like, oh, I, totally I, I, I feel like sometimes people get into kind of sturdy or sensible eyeglass ruts. And so for me, I'm like, how dazzling am I looking? Is this giving me a glow up? That's right. what I, I mean, that's the, what the I always ask. The first thing that we do is there's, you know, you can kind of see if you've got a little bit of an eye for it, frames that are, that feel a little droopy. And the first thing I do is not buy those. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But, but that is a very, yeah. Lori, you're like so right. These, these Fossa Foss that I love, and people always, they always say, your eyes are so pretty when I'm wearing these yeah. glasses, and it's well, because of the colors sure. in this, there's kind of a white and a little bit of gray tint, and they really make mm-hmm. my eyes pop, which, exactly. you know, that's kind of what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the You know, I'm 
the best frame in the world isn't more important than your eyes. There's like that we communicate so much. You're right. So, and even more yeah. now in the mask world for crying right. out loud. Our eyes have been exactly. everything this last year. Anthony. You have to be able, you have to, be able to recognize everyone. Anthony. That, uh, That's right. I, I got to ask you, speaking of eyeglasses and masks, yeah. do, does InVision sell anything for the fog up situation? Well, the only thing that I know of that actually works, which is um, call, it's by NerdWax. It's NerdWax Fog Block. It's a wipe. You just clean your glasses with it the way you do with it with a normal microfiber wipe, okay. and it it really works. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, that's what you I can need. Buy them on, you can buy them online. Okay, well, or go to your Envision store. There's four locations across the Twin Cities area. Okay, so what? I know that you guys have a new collection. Can you tell us about it? We're- Garrett Light. Garrett Light. Garrett Light is the son of Oliver Peoples founder. Larry Light. Oh, so if you remember Oliver People yes. back in the day. We're running out of time. Is, yeah. Um, anyway, it is uh, beautiful, traditional. Um, very, if you're familiar with Oliver People's, this will be like being back in the 80s when Oliver People's quality was really outstanding. I loved him. So we're it, excited about that. It's so good to talk to you. We're talking with InVision Distinctive Eyewear with four great locations. That's Anthony Bosca. Anthony, nice to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you too. Thanks. Thank and go you. to in-